This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or you're a seasoned investor, Monday Development can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mondaydev.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, all smiles, all happiness, unlike yes, several other teams out there in, in MLS land. We are, we, are, we are a bundle of happiness and joy. I think, uh, John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? I'm good. I am a year older as of Friday, so that's exciting to to get through that. Very uh, feeling very old, but that's okay. That's kind of what that's kind of what you do. Uh, and uh, I follow teams. I follow a team that uh, continues to confound expectations, and that and that brings me some joy. So I can't I can't complain about this weekend. I tried to go to a baseball game, but it got rained out. It was very Atlantis Morissette like. Uh, it rained on your birthday. Uh, during the baseball game. Isn't that ironic or something? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was my weekend. What about yours? And, and baseball is not like soccer where you can uh, you can just play the play the game right on through. You it's like you're it. telling me I went to the wrong thing on Saturday. Yeah, you, maybe well, it's true. You know, not for all, the first half I didn't go to the wrong thing, but the second half I went to the wrong thing. <laughs> we all make mistakes, John. It's okay. What'd it's you okay. do? What was uh, your weekend? My weekend was uh, soccer filled. I uh, went, it's actually been a while. Like felt, it felt like a really long time since I went to a kicker's home game. Cause I, I missed the Friday. I missed the Friday game because I had work related stuff. I had to do overnight that and that was on the six. And the last game I think I went to was like middle of um, middle of April. I think that's the last home game they had. So it was nice. I went out, went out and took, took into, took in that. I keep telling myself, all right, I'm going to turn off all alerts. I'm not going to know anything about the DC game. Mm. I'm just going to come home and watch it. And you know, everything just gets the best of me and end up looking at it. So I literally like, I think the game, the, the kickers game had ended two one. And right then that's when, uh, Benteke, um, had put the ball in the back of the net. So, um, pretty much perfect timing there. And then I got to go home and watch it and enjoy it. So, um, let's get into it. Shall we? Let's talk. Uh, let's. Let's talk DC United. Let's talk about this emphatic, emphatic question mark, three nothing victory yeah. over over the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, the L.A. Galaxy, of course, are the running story every week on Extra Time Radio and the other MLS blogs because they're an L.A. team. And that's just how it works. Just as well, they're notable. They're an L.A. team that is notably poor. So it's like yeah. a perfect confluence of uh, like sports talk radio fodder. So it's perfect. DC yeah. United, not exact. DC United, neither very good nor very bad. Uh, and not in LA. So they're kind of, they get a they get now to be fair, they've certainly gotten more mentioned in the last couple of weeks. I've, I don't listen. I know you do, but <laughs> our, our listeners will tell us whenever DC Nights mentioned, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you, by the way, you're a sixth place DC United, uh, friends, friends and family listening to this show. It's a, it's a wild, it's a wild uh, afternoon and it's, it's only going to get better. I think. In the top was it top third? Is that, are we in the top third at this point I, of, I the Eastern look, com- of the yeah, Eastern Conference? Of the Eastern Conference, maybe I'm conflating. Uh, well, first top, we're definitely in the top half of the Eastern Conference. I was maybe top third, top third of the league, but I haven't looked at like the whole overall table as to whether we are. I know power rankings now have us like some of us have us in the top ten, which is pretty. Which I know power rankings mean absolutely nothing, but it's still it's still cool. We are <laughs> uh, tenth in the Supporter Shield. 
Okay, yeah. So 2019. Almost top third. Almost top third. Right, right on that, right on that fringe. Right on that fringe. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are times are good. Um, DC United, of course, getting a zero-zero draw against uh, against Philly, which we talked about on our last show. Um, and then coming home and getting a three-nothing win over LA. It, this was a game, you know, I think I think we we kind of talked about a little bit of this at the top of the show before we got in. I mean, we now we're going to have several players now that are returning. You know, the big the big story coming into I think the Nashville game, and also and exiting the Nashville game was this team is really hurt. Um, they've got a, a winnable game against the Galaxy, uh, and they've got also a very tough game against um, Philly. And I think if you told everybody, hey, you're going to walk out of this Wednesday Saturday with you know five points, or if, you know Saturday Wednesday Saturday, you would have said, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> you would have said, uh, what are you smoking, and are you making any bets? You shouldn't make bets. Don't yeah. don't let you on Fanduel. Yeah, you got Samake um, out there on the on the left side, uh, basically playing. I think he he played what I think he played 180 minutes. I don't think he really got a rake. Maybe for Jacob Green coming in, um, but you know, it's a uh, let's 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 get into the LA game because I keep forgetting. I keep thinking oh, we got to talk about Philly, but we already talked. Nope, about Nope, we don't. We luckily <laughs> <laughs> for once we got one game to talk about. It's nice. Yeah. We got one game to talk about in a, in a crazy week, um, but uh, but let's talk about the game against LA. So DC United rolls out pretty much the same. I'd say I think it was pretty much the. Identical it was the lineup. same. It was uh, Wayne. Wayne said in the post game he got he was t- he was tickled that he got to run the same lineup out uh, again. <laughs> yeah. But he, then he also said uh, they're all playing so well that it's going to be very hard to make changes despite the large number of players that are coming back next week. So. Uh, be keep your eyes peeled. What what happens to this lineup uh, on, against Toronto? It should be interesting. I, I do think there are some moves you can safely make, and some people in the podcast might not like this, but as good as Ted Cudi Pietro was against Philly, I do not think he was as good um, against the Galaxy. Uh, there was just it was it was a little weird. It, it seemed like it was very much. I don't know if it was a design choice. But I know I saw like the lineup on FootMob had us playing a three four three, and I'm like, that's not right. No way is that right. But then I watched the game and I sat down and I kind of looked at it and I'm like, you know, Click is playing a little higher up the field, almost like he's sort of the player that's that's sort of connecting with um, with Benteke. And I'm not really sure that really fits his his play style. So I don't know. I don't know if that was a design choice. I don't know if they wanted to just kind of overload and and take Kudu Pietra got scared didn't want to you know secede the game defensively but I, I really felt that I really felt that the team struggled offensively because it was really just Benteke and I felt like there were multiple times when DC got into the attack and I'm like all right where's where's Ted Kudu Pietro he, he's the guy that should get the ball he's the guy that's going to be the linking player and it really just kind of never was there where in the Philly game I felt like he was very much right there with Benteke the entire time and they were linking up, moving the ball well, and that's when he looked really good. Do we feel like that was a design choice from Rooney or was there was some some sort of miscommunication or was Click like, hold on, buddy, and I, I want to go out and get the goals today? I don't know. It, it felt weird. It felt a very weird sort of first half choice. I'm wondering if it's about, uh, if it was anything about like mileage on legs for Ted. Because again, we've talked about this three games ago. Ted was supposed to be out for two weeks and they told Wayne, throw me in there for 15 minutes. I'll do what I can do. And then he has now found himself. He may be fully fit. He may not be. But I think that uh, I, I don't, I'm not trying to judge him. Uh, but now, the, I, you, you you mentioned this before. The, <laughs> you said that some people on the podcast may not like that us saying that Ted did not maybe have a great game. Uh, but there are also people, we should say what you said before the show, there's also people that would like him to stay in the starting lineup 
uh, even with a healthy taxi. And I think uh, that's a bad idea. B, yeah. I think it's great to have. We uh, Ted has proven now. I think over and over again, he's very electric for thirty minutes. He's like he's game changer for thirty minutes. He can also start and he can and he can change a game and all those things. But uh, he is, you know, he's not he's not he's not going to give you as consistent a level of of overwhelming play as a as a taxi probably will. Yeah, and I, and I feel like. I feel like how explosive Taxi was in 2022 is kind of hurting him this year because I, I don't think he's been poor. I don't think he's been so poor. Has he been as effective as he was last year? No, probably not. Um, then again, last year, it was literally we had Taxi Funtas and that was it. That was our entire attack. Uh, in the games we won were when he went in and scored multiple goals. And, you know, this team was was terrible. So everything was basically fed through him. Um, now you have Benteke. Now you have you have Lewis O'Brien. You have Matias Click. So there's less of a reliance on him. And you know, additionally, he's been hurt for. I, I don't think he's played. I, I have to go back and check, but I, I do not think he's played half our games this year that we've played so far. I'd have to go back and confirm that. Might Taxi? Even be, yeah, it might even be less than that. So he, he's I think play, not. He's playing with very few minutes. He's been hurt. He's been injured. I will be very curious to see how they manage him going forward, whether they might dial him back a little bit, maybe play him, you know, 45, 50 minutes, kind of ease him more back in uh, just to keep him healthy. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I, I think he, and I think what's, what's frustrating is I think right up until the game, um, the Nashville game, I started to feel like taxi and Benteke were starting to find a little bit of, of a connection. And it was starting, they yep. were starting to understand each other. They were starting to move forward. And then there's the, you know, the, the rest and then taxi gets hurt and you're, you're, you're then, you know, rolling out Benteke and, and take you Pietro. Um, so I, I'm, I, I think we maybe just need to give taxi a little bit more time. I think to, to settle in this year, to be, uh, to be more of a, um, to, to be more of a constant figure in the figure place in the lineup. Um, yep. And then NBC better. And maybe he can't do that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's, he's going to be perpetually hurt. <laughs> he's been in two, four. He's been in eight of the games so far. Has played around 90 minutes. One, two, three, four times. Uh, so uh, for as far as this, we've gone in this season, he's probably played about a little more than half uh, mm-hmm. of the potential games. But to your point, I think last season he was so on fire that our expectations maybe got shifted a little bit out of whack, particularly now with a full season of Benteke, the style of play is different. The rest of the lineup is different. He's not maybe being relied upon to shoot the ball whenever he has it, which uh, he has previously been requested to do, but he still leads the team uh, and a lot of the per 90 stats because he's missed so much and and goals per 90 Mm -hmm. and shots per 90 uh, uh, shots on target per 90, all the stuff that he was sort of brought in for that they said when they signed him, like, the man will shoot no matter where he is. He has no conscience a la Kobe. Uh, so that there's, that's still going on, but yeah, it's a, uh, I think it's way too soon. It, don't, don't throw him out uh, with the bathwater. Him and him and Christian are, uh, I think they're, I think once, you know, the back end of this lineup, back into the season comes, no Lewis O'Brien is here. You're going to see what they can uh, hopefully be able to put together. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think, man, I think the key for him is just to get healthy and just to get reps. Um, I think at this point, I think that is the, that is the primary, that is the primary goal. I think if you want a, a healthy taxi, but um, other, other avenues of the game. I mean, I think again, you know, Lewis O'Brien 
continues to play well. Click, I thought, was still, despite playing a little more of an advanced role, um, I thought he was still solid. Um, there were still some moments from him. Um, but overall, I mean, I think this was a game. I think this was I think I think legs were heavy on both sides. I do not think teams were as sharp as they could have been. Um, I think and I think this is a scenario. This is the type of game where and I, I think you know Wayne Rooney's talked about this, whether if we're not going to dominate, we're going to keep ourselves in it. And I think that's been that's been the story of kind of this, you know, really since, um, you know, I'd say really since, you know, since April. Um, has been this team, you know, yes, maybe they're not winning every single game. They're not dominating every single game, but they're keeping it close and they're keeping it interesting. I mean, they went up. I mean, you have a team like Cincy that is going out and dropping, you know, three goals on Columbus, you know, absolutely pummeling teams, you know, and, and beating teams left and right. And we gave them probably one of their toughest fights of the year um, as far as, as as far as that goes. You know, we we're just unfortunate on a couple of occasions. Um, so, you know, I think. I think this is a team that is proving they can sort of hang in those games. And they just took, I think they just, in the end of the day, I think they just took advantage of a LA side. And, you know, this is, I found it kind of funny watching the the 70th minute and how LA just wilted because I'm like, I'm, I'm the, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen and snapping his finger being like, ah, I've seen that before, <laughs> <laughs> which has been DC United, which was DC United a lot last year and years when they've been really bad. I like the, the, the actually the game that came to mind, funny enough, was the the home game against Philly last year, where I actually thought I thought I think it was about, about 37 minutes. Like the, things were fine. Like the team was actually kind of being toe to toe with Philly. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something here. And then they give up two goals before the half. And then just everything just kind of falls apart from there. And it's kind of the it's the really it's a sign you have a a you have a at least at very least a mentally weak team. and. We see in the, you know, and and that's been us. Yeah, we've been that now we're not. But that that used to be us. Yeah, Um, I think we'll we'll get we'll get to some of the second half. subs. we'll get to Dahomey. I I just wanted to say anything else that you wanted to anything else that stuck out about this game. Um, I think defensively, I mean, I think they limited the best they could. I don't I think D.C. dominated the first half as far as expected goals. They Mm -hmm. they certainly were generating some of the chances. I think I think the weather had a lot to play in the, at the end of the first half. Both teams sort of managed the situation as best they could. Um, but I think, you know, the second half, obviously, and we'll talk about how the goals happened. None none of those are really going to go on the <laughs> goal of the week sheet. This was this was some this was some muddy soccer, uh, uh, and I think it it was as much to do about us as it was to to say about LA Galaxy and about sort of the way that their season is going and just. If you're a DC United fan for the last 10 years, <laughs> which is unfortunate, is it like when things go bad, they all go bad. It's mm-hmm. like the field. It's like the field is tilted uh, against you. And that's sort of what they found in the second half. Yeah, it's more of a matter of how can you, you know, how can you bounce back and you can wilt very, very quickly when you're a bad team. It's like, oh, here we go again. I mean, I think I think after that goal within, I think everybody in L.A. was just like, all right, let's just we're packing it and we're we're done. Let's get off this road trip. I, I mean, to be fair, the schedulers were not were not uh, kind to the uh, we're not kind. Let's just say to the to L.A. I mean, having to go on a Wednesday game to Columbus and then having then have another road game at D.C. when you're a team that's struggling and you're trying to find grasp any sort of straw to gain any sort of traction. Um, and you've also got number one, you've also got a open cup game now against LA on Tuesday, I believe. Um, so, I mean, really just kind of right back at it. So not, not really kind to the, to the galaxy, but um, I, I think after that seventh minute, let's, let's talk about the goal. Um, let's talk about the sub first to I think they subbed into home. 
Dahomey is the main Pietro. sub. Yeah, for two kids to take Cudi Pietro. And I felt like I felt like in that 30 minute time span, particularly on the second goal, but uh it was just sort of like that's what we needed from Ted in this game was playing further up the field, trying to make combinations with uh with with uh with Christian Benteke, trying to find those slots, those avenues, find that hold off play, um, all of those things. So, you know, the, the first goal obviously was a uh a mistake <laughs> to say the <laughs> least by uh, Jonathan Bond. Uh it's the classic when playing out of the back goes wrong, pass comes back. Uh Lewis O'Brien, to his credit, applies the pressure, recognizes the situation uh, for sort of the flat pass back, and you know basically lays the ball uh, bond ends up laying the ball off right to Christian Mateke files it makes kind of a half-hearted attempt to, to draw a penalty or to try to draw a foul to, to sort of bail him out in that situation uh, credit to the referee who very much looked at it and said, Nope, not really wasn't a whole lot there. Um, really wasn't a whole lot there. So nice goal for Christian Mateke. Good opportunity for him to get some, to get some goals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This, like they said, on the like I said, on the broadcast, the easiest goal he's ever going to score uh, certainly the case, but if you're not around, if you're not in and around, but the the press uh, was what super well executed. Obviously, it looks even better when the goalie makes a mistake, a mistake, and the goal gets scored. Uh, but that is uh, that was some Ernan level uh, final final third forward pressing. It was it was nice to see. Yeah, no, and I think I think the second half as well. I think the whole team, I think, was told, "Hey, we got to turn this on a little bit. We're we're kind of letting them really play the ball in, and we need to sort of." start winning the ball and winning it in transition. And they almost had, I mean, Christian Mateke almost had a goal to take Cudi Pietro almost had an assist. And I felt that came again when he finally pushed up the field a little bit. Um, but unfortunately his touch uh, and Christian Mateke was a half a step ahead. If he lets that go, maybe that falls right to Christian Mateke. He's deemed not involved and it's a, and it's a good goal. So harsh, harsh, uh, harsh offside. Uh, the second goal of course comes from, actually I found it interesting. I looked at the passing map. The, the second goal comes from a direct play from Tyler Miller over the top. So, but actually in this game, the connected passes, I think like the Tyler Miller to Christian Mateke was actually not the highest amount of pass. And I think that does show some growth in sort of how this team wants to play in that they are now a little bit more reliant on kind of that half press. They'll play direct if they need to. Um, but I think it, it, it was interesting this game that, that was not the primary connection that this team had. That there are they are starting to find other connections out there on the field, other than just hoofing it up to to Christian Benteke um, and 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 hope for the best. So, uh, but the second goal comes from um, comes from you know Christian Benteke sort of winning, not winning the first ball, winning the second or third ball, and then you know basically playing a really nice pass off the shoulder to Dahomey, who finishes it for two nothing, and I think. Good for him. Good to see him get on the score sheet. Um, good to see him maybe get a little bit of confidence. Um, and anything you got because he, he's maybe been the one guy that's come in of the two that came in. Well, Hurtado's Eric Hurtado. I'm not sure we're going to see much from him, but he was kind of the one guy. I was like, all right, well, maybe you know he's not, you know, he's not coming off a USL contract. He was starting for an MLS team. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he can do something. Do you? I mean, do that? Do any opinions changed? I guess based off that nope. goal or just the same. No, nope, nice not from that. Nice yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, he's had maybe like four appearances where I felt like he was a complete non-issue mm -hmm. uh, coming from a team where he was starting uh, week in and week out. And I was hoping that he would maybe make more of an impact. The goal was good. Um, you know, I think his play was, was his play was better this game. I think I need 
I think I need a little bit more. I, I think I'd like to see him from the start to can, like, you know, be effective the entire game. Uh, Martin Rod- Martin Rodriguez is another player last year that had one good game and then a bunch of sort of like medium. The New York City FC game will always sort of reign in both of our minds like, man, he was good. Now I see where they signed this guy and why he's a national team player. So what, what's 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 hoping? Let's see. I think it's that if he continues to be, you know, part of that rotation where we're where he, we're getting something out of that position on the field, that's great. Yeah, but not, but not making any. No, I'm the jump to conclusions. Matt is staying in the closet. I'm not. I'm not saying anything <laughs> standard about this guy yet. I will say. I will say his role in this game was different than what we've seen from him, which was he was he was playing kind of that Ted Cudi Pietro second forward sort of uh layoff man, not in the left-sided wing-back role or the right-sided wing-back role where we've seen him play in the past. And I think, I, I feel like the Samake, um, bringing Samake up was kind of a admission early on that that he was not going to fit in that role and he was not going to fit. He was not going to fit for this team to sort of play in that sort of wide role. Um, so I think they've decided, well, let's place him up top as kind of a, you know, a, and they might still play him. I mean, when they're chasing a goal and they want to sort of overload that left side, they might still place him in that wing back role. What I'm saying was, it was interesting that he, this is the first time he kind of played this role and then he picks up a goal. Um, so we'll see. Um, I, I think right now he was basically, from what we've gathered, uh, a pretty cheap, uh, inexpensive player. So if he can go in and grab a couple more goals and maybe a few more assists, I think it was a worthwhile uh, pickup for the team. So I think having him score maybe is a plus one for for the deadline day move. Hey folks, quick break in the action to talk to you about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Monday Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Ceylon14 said two things that were funny. He said, leave it to this team to score just after the rain stops so the beer can't wash off. Uh, And he also said, if Fletcher scores, all the players named uh, of some form of Chris will have scored. But I don't see that rotation happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So... Chris, uh, now if we can if we can push that to League's Cup as well, maybe Christian gets an opportunity to score there, or or in the last game of the season, a la last year against Cincinnati. But yeah, <laughs> so there's a lot of Chris's. And we should and and we should also mention the um uh we should all mention the third goal um which comes from I forget who plays the cross in. I'm trying to remember. I know it's like a sort of a fumble, a fumbled, uh, a fumbled shot from Jonathan Bond that Mateus Click puts in. But I'm trying to remember <laughs> who actually put in the, who actually put in the cross there. I, I, I forget honestly. I don't remember I either. Go, I, I might have been Samake. It might have been. I don't know if Green came in or anything like that. I'll have to go back and watch the highlights to to get the full. Um, Stay tuned for the Friday show where we go back and find out who is the crosser of the, of the shot. But still, I think it was a nice attack. I think it was very much. I mean, that was sort of the, the nail in the coffin. I think the most notable thing about that goal was Mateus Click uh, going over to the quarter flag and uh, doing a recreation of a famous uh, Wayne Rooney where he does sort of the boxing. I think it's sort of supposed to simulate knockout or something like that. He was he. So I believe the story is that he got uh, he was training boxing during the season and got hurt uh, and got in trouble for that. So then he did that as a celebration after he scored, which is (laughs) a plus like concern trolling from Wayne. That was good. But also, I think Mateus, 
needs to get in the needs to get in the shadow boxing gym a little bit. That, that was garbage for him. Wayne looked Wayne did it and because he boxes. So like he yeah. knew what he was doing. It looked good. But uh, they asked him about that in the postgame conference. And he was he said he didn't see it, but he's glad that someone's keeping it alive. <laughs> so I, like I, I wanted yeah, I wanted to see if anyone asked him in the in the postgame. Apparently, uh, apparently uh, Greg Vanny got a little heated in the uh, in the in the room as well. Apparently asking about how the young, I think it was asked about how the young players don't look like they're showing much heart. And he seemed Oof. to take an exception to the question and got a little bit upset. We also had Phil Neville get, um, get a little bit upset. One thing I keep thinking about to bring this up. One thing I'm, I'm a little bit upset about is with this Apple TV deal, I think is a missed opportunity is they, they are doing all of these post game, like press conferences. I, I, I was under the impression that there was supposed to be like a 30 minute post game like show that was supposed to happen after after all of these games and then i i thought that was where they were going to show the post game press conferences and you know i i think actually i think i think la has like scrubbed this like scrubbed that whole incident from their like post game comments like they're not even going to bring it up anymore i don't know about the the phil neville one but it feels to me like this is like this is maybe a missed opportunity on the apple tv side is like we want to hear these post game press conferences you have this Apple deal. You have these designated windows. We should be able to hang around the broadcast and then, you know, have a post game highlights and then boom, get the coach right. Coaches right in there, give the post game show and wrap it up. And that way we have those comments and we, we can have moments like this, that, that breed controversy and breed people talking. Like, yeah. But Ted, then everyone knows them. And it's not just the ner- the 150 people that watch it on YouTube that can then talk about it on their podcast in a couple days later. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Information fair. scarcity uh, makes us more valuable. <laughs> well, those people aren't even going to hang around like the 30 minute. That's like, I mean, to be fair, true. I, I switch immediately. I just kind of jump immediately. There's to, too much soccer to um, be wasting on post game when oh, there's Ceylon 14. The cross shot on the third goal was from Dahomey, by the way, man. There we go. So, so we he's go. really, he's really all over the place. This, uh, <laughs> thanks for checking. Thanks for checking in while the show's going on. Appreciate it. Yeah. I wanted to say Dahomey's like, wait, he was kind of on the left side on the goal. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else. I couldn't remember, but, um, Good goal, good win, and I and I, I stand by my statement that MLS need come on MLS open it up. I think there's a great article in the Athletic too about how they need oof. to open up the roster and everything like that. What do you what do you oof, oofing? I'm, I'm oofing at the John Kempen like uh, foot mob score of Jonathan Bond of a two point nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what or I'm the, oofing or about. Or the Raphael Romo, you take your pick on which. <laughs> yeah, one. either one. Last last year's goalie cavalcade, no good. <laughs> and I should also mention Tyler Miller. Um, Gets a shutout. Also played man of the match according yeah. to the Foot Mob too. <laughs> yeah, had had some had some really good saves, um, really good saves with this team. Again, his 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 sweeper keeper play. I'm starting I'm starting to become a believer. I used to I used to I used to scowl at, at people that talk about sweeper keepers, and I, I can see the effectiveness in how it can eliminate problems if you have a keeper that is uh, that is has a better more of a tendency to come off for their line. They can clean things up that would otherwise maybe not be. Yes, you're risking a, you know, half field goal, but also very, very few players in the world can hit that accurately um, when standing that far away from goal. So could he get beat on one of those? Sure. Would it maybe negate with would would the fact that he's able to clear chances before they happen and maybe prevent three or four or five other goals, then, you know, maybe I'm not so worried about a half field ball. It recycles the ball a lot quicker and it gives you more offensive chances. And I think that that will overtake the likelihood of a, of a, a half field goal. And that yeah. just doesn't seem to happen very often, but you also got to be yeah. solid at the key goalkeeping part. And thankfully he's been very mm-hmm. good at that part too. So it's, it's, 
it's sort of like yes we i we, i sometimes get a little upset when people focus on the sweeper keeper aspect but i'm like you also got to be good at saving the ball you can't just be good at distributing because when a shot comes in you got to save it so got it you got to give it up to dc united's front office for their goalkeeper rehash this 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 offseason getting yeah. tyler miller getting alex bono uh, i think that was fantastic i he, he was he'll be minnesota united maybe missed a trick here by by Obviously, Dan St. Clair is a, is a great as pl- a great player too, but uh, their losses are gain. Uh, not re-signing him is, is is working out for us. And I believe it was mentioned in the salary dump that they took a pay cut to be here. So you know, we talk about. I think I spoke about last year, um, and this is the nature is, you know, were we potentially the reason why we struggled so much to find other talent is because we're paying Bill Hamid so much. And I love Bill. I think Bill was a great player, but we tied up a lot of salary in him and sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes you get a keeper in there that can literally keep you in games. But I think it's also important to talk about and to mention and to be like, well, you know, you also need, this is a salary cap league and it's always going to be a salary cap league. So when you're spending money in certain positions, you're potentially taking away the opportunity from another. And I do wonder whether this has sort of allowed us maybe to get the more depth that we need um, along with having obviously the, uh, uh, along with having uh, obviously the the academy kids finally stepping up and making and making plays to to get us points, so he's on a two year deal also. Mm-hmm. So this is year one of two years. Yeah, so got him for another couple of years. So that's great. <laughs> it's great. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if Alex Bono will stick around. If he'll maybe want to look elsewhere. I think um, he probably wanted to see what kind of what kind of chance he could get to be a starter here because I think they you know they said open competition, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for Alex that the the, the open cup ended so soon. Uh, cause that was, I think he was going to get that tournament. Maybe he's the least cup keeper. It's just not enough. There's just not enough opportunities really for a backup keeper, particularly when Tyler's playing so well. And it's, you know, the nature of goalkeeping, you know, you're, you're either the starter or you're on the bench. You, you got to hope that there's an injury somewhere and then you got to grab that opportunity. And I think, you know, I think Tyler got that opportunity. He's grabbed it and he's not going to give it back. And I think it's going to take a lot for this team to say, all right, we need to, you know, switch out, switch out goalkeepers at this point. Um, it's also, uh, I, I think, I think, I think, uh, Mr. Our, our former starting goalkeeper, um, Mr. David Ochoa is learning that the hard way who has now been basically released from his contract, um, and is now looking for, for a new team, or I think he's been sent to the reserves. I forget the exact situation, but, uh, not, not a good situation from him. And I think he's learning the struggles of, well, sometimes you got to stay on the bench a little bit, bud, and maybe, maybe bide your time. So, um, curious to see what happens with him. Speaking of players being moved, Jackson uh, uh, Jackson Hopkins has been loaned to Loudoun United for the duration of the year. Yeah, which we let's talk about that for a little second. It, it, I don't think it, I don't think it warrants a big deep discussion. But uh, Jackson Jackson was uh, a, a Wayne favorite last year. I think he got a lot of opportunities. Uh, it was he was mooted. You know, when the Julian Russell trade happened, it was sort of like, well, we've got this kid, we've got this kid Jackson Hopkins who's playing real well, and he'll just he'll just take that spot up on the wing. And I think he's had a he had a, he had a uneven last year. He certainly had a promising last year, but I would say uneven. This year, he has failed to assert himself. Has failed to impact any of the games. Um, it's I don't know if it's a confidence thing. It's certainly a minutes problem here. He's not getting enough minutes. Uh, and Loudon United is certainly still there as an opportunity for him to get ninety minutes. What do you think about this move? And do you are you giving up on the, uh, on Hopkins, or are you just seeing this as an opportunity to get back into form and see where he gets? I mean, I think I think it's certainly. I mean, I think it'd be lying if you're saying it's it wasn't at least some somewhat of a message that hey, 
what we're seeing is not good enough. We're in, you know, we're just going to, I think you need to maybe take a step back. Let's get you maybe comfortable. Let's maybe get your confidence back up. Um, and you know, let's, let's reassess where you are next year. I mean, I think, I think this has been met with some criticism. I'm not sure I agree with that criticism. It's, it's very difficult to judge teenagers. Um, they can show a lot of skill and a lot of promise, and then they can also then regress and they can fall back. And, you know, I think you're looking at what you want to see out of a, obviously out of a young player is you want to see year on year improvement. And, you know, there's, and I think what we're seeing, you know, you look at what we see with take you to Pietro. It's every game. He shows you something different. There's something new, new, new thing in his tool bag. He adds or something new. He does that shows growth. And I think with Jackson Hopkins, he first gets out there on the field and he basically gets, he gets shut. You know, he, he shows a lot of promise. He looks good. You know, we think, okay, here's something. And then he never quite, he, he tries the same things, but now there's tape on you. Now they know what you're going to do. You know, coaches now say, oh, Jackson Hopkins, you know, if he gets the ball, he's just all, you know, he's going to run and try to play a cross in, you know, so step in front of that, you know what he's going to do. And it's about how does a young player then maybe adjust or maybe try to try something different or try something new to maybe beat that. And I just think we haven't seen that the, the thought, the, the skill is there. The thought process of how to play the game is not quite there yet. And the, the speed of quickness, I think, to be a professional. So I think it's worth it maybe to go back, get some regular minutes, get that confidence back up. Also, maybe work under a coach uh, he's comfortable with in, um, in Loudon. So um, I, I don't think this is the last we'll see of him. Um, I think maybe this might be a setback. Uh, and I think it's also a recognition that you have guys like Christian Fletcher. You have guys like uh, Jacob Green. You have guys like... Uh, that have shown they can produce and they show that they can contribute and I'll have to go back and check, but I don't think, I don't think Jackson Hopkins has an assist or a goal to his name at all this year. Anyway, I think he might've had an assist last year. Maybe he might've had an assist in 2022, but chat, get on on this. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's, I I think we talked about this earlier. If they're not going to get minutes here, it's certainly worth it to then send them back down. I think also the, the Dahomey, um, the Dahomey acquisition definitely has cut his minutes and have said, you know, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta look about winning now. And, and so it's a shame. I think it's, some people might criticize it and might say it's not the right move, but I personally, I'm personally fine with it as long as he's getting minutes, getting playing time. And, you know, maybe it's some extra motivation for him to come back and say, all right, I'm ready to, to maybe to, to get that quickness, to get that speed of thought. So, yep. Um, I don't think there's go ahead. Well, other than to say we're going to play Toronto on the 28th and uh, there's a full blown revolt happening in the locker room in Toronto right now. Uh, Oh yeah. It's it's Federico (laughs) Bernadeschi is, is saying basically like the coach has no idea what's going on. I'm proud of the players, but we've got no system. We've got no plan. So generally good vibes coming into a game against us. We, we have, we have destroyed Toronto uh, coaches before we could do it again for another seven, one, maybe Bob Bradley's packing his bags. I don't know. It's it's insane to me. It's insane to me how and I, I don't know whether it's what it is with Toronto, but you look at uh, you look at what um, you look at the coaches that came in that we automatically thought, you know, we're in the hot seat. You know, we, we had no idea whether Wayne Rooney was going to work out, but nobody was talking about whether Greg Vanny was going to work out. Maybe some maybe some people were just because of how kind of bad they've been. But I think the general idea was Greg Vanny's a good coach. You know, he should he should be able to figure out. Same with like, you know, with Bob Bradley's like, oh, Bob, Bob Bradley's a good coach. It, it seems to me that what what we're learning in this is that even good coaches can fail 
if there is not a direction or structure. And I think that is, I think that's what you're seeing from both LA and Toronto is that they have, they have said, well, when we spent money back in the, you know, back, you know, six years, five years ago, particularly also with, um, with LA, I think the idea was like, well, let's just go get a, let's go find that Bruce arena clone. Let's bring him in. And, you know, I think maybe the league's changed and, you know, it's now it's it's much more than just having a a good coach that can kind of take the pieces you give them, figure out a way of fits and go out and win games. Um, I think it takes a whole, you know, organizational effort. Um, and I think also, you know, you look at you look at the teams that are being successful now in MLS. They have, you know, a crop of young kids that can produce uh, that can sort of rise up and be good. Uh, you know, L.A. has Jordan Neal, but he's also a short sized center back. Um, and that's just not not going to work. He certainly is a talented player, and I think he showed a, a few things in this game. But it's about having sort of those multiple young players that can contribute. And I, I think that's what we're seeing in sort of the the lack of direction, lack of organization by some of these teams that just think they can go out. They're also LA, both L.A. and Toronto, I believe, were like the top two teams in like the in the um, in the salary dump. Mm-hmm. So they are spending the most money on salary. And I think even. I think especially now as as GAM has been introduced in this league, it's becoming more and more about not just having the best player, the best three players in the team or having good designated players. It's also about you have there still has to be the structure around them. And I feel like that wasn't the case maybe five or six years ago. Like if you had three good DPs and you know you had a solid base, you were okay. But now it's like you need a little bit more than just a solid base. You now need those TAM and GAM players that also can contribute. Um, at designated player levels sometimes. So um, I don't know. It, 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 I, I just hope Bob Bradley, I'm, I'm, I'm keep hoping with this, with everything about this, like just, just hold on till next game. I don't care after, after the next game, you can fire Bob Bradley if you want, but please just hold on to Saturday because I want to keep those bad vibes rolling right into that, <laughs> rolling right into that week. So other thing that's funny about DC United having Wayne Rooney as a coach, there's an article every week about anything small that's going on. The the big thing that they're excited about right now is that Wayne has turned this club around and now they're another firing towards the top of the table, which is cool. I like that better than than other stories. But also four stories I'm seeing about Mateus Click's celebration. By the way, Leeds is is needs to get over Mateus Click. Go into the comment section <laughs> anytime you post. These people need to get a new boyfriend. He's moved on. He's he's over you. He's he's happy here. Get a new boyfriend. I know Weston McKinney's going back to Juventus because he doesn't want to stay over there anymore. He's going but, to Brighton, I think. I think that was the latest really? I saw for McKinney. Yeah, he was going to American Brighton. interest in Leeds is about to go down. <laughs> so <laughs> Tyler Tyler Adams is here. Uh, he's, a, he's got a contract, right? He's there there. And What's Brennan Aronson's there. Brennan Aronson and Tyler Adams are not. They're, they're permanent signees of Leeds, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so there'll still be some. There's still a reason for the cab- the average American fan to pay attention. But Brighton is funny. I didn't know that that was the rumor. Yeah, I'm willing to bet though. Tyler, both Tyler Adams, I believe the graph. The, the, I think the graph has shown sort of how much leads have sort of fallen, and people talk about. I think people first were first talking about how Jesse Marsh really maybe got the short end of the stick at Leeds and maybe should have should have stayed there. Um, and then also people were pointing out how much Tyler Adams injury and then how much that team really fell off after his injury. I would be willing to bet that both, I don't know, but maybe, maybe Paxton Aronson probably doesn't because he was younger signing for this team. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if Tyler Adams has a relegation, like a relegation release clause or some form where his, his price gets instantly cheaper. If, if the team gets relegated, 
uh, because I don't think I don't think he wants to go back to championship football, especially for a player who's played in the Bundesliga. So, hey, look, there's your U.S. men's national team minute. That's right. That's as deep as we get. <laughs> but yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, Leeds are right now likely to go down. It's either going to be Leicester City. By the way, this is, this is the interesting part. It's either going to be Leicester City, Leeds United, or Everton are going to be the three teams that could potent that could go down. I mean, two, at least two of them are going down. One of them, one only one will survive of the of those three. Do you um, think? Do you think? Do you think Wayne likes a championship Everton side op- opportunity? I, I think that's kind of perfect for him, actually. Possibly, but also he is walking into a me- if you like if you go Google Everton financial situation. Oh, is it uh, not the good? Fi- the financial situation is really bad right now at Everton. It is horrid at Everton. Do I think maybe possibly I'm not going to say I think they honestly I I think they've got a home game against I have to go look at I think they've got a home game against somebody. So I think they'll I think they will survive. They just need a point, I think, to to survive. And money aside, if that were to happen, if you think about sort of what he's looking for, he wants to prove himself. That's what he says every single time that people ask him about it. That's like a perfect sort of low, not low expectation, but like Everton should probably come back up they've been here forever it seems like an anomaly other than the financial situation where he gets to basically have i just it just feels like the perfect the perfect setting if that but if, if, if they stay up and they're just they have no money in their bottom table bottom third that's not as exciting that's not as appealing to him i would imagine you, you know what's the maybe he wants to stay here forever ted maybe he loves it here guys maybe just like lewis o'brien there he's gonna sign a lifetime contract because he loves being here that much I, I, you, you went to my crazy prediction. I think he, I think he stays here through till next year. I think, I oh, think wow. Wayne, Wayne Rooney stays here as coach. I think he will look at the fact. I think if this team continues on the trajectory they're going right now, if they're competitive, you know, he can look at, I've got next year, I've got Christian Bateke, who was really good. Mateus Click, who was really good. You know, I've got Taxi Funtas, who I know was really who was really good. I've got a young crop of players in Ted Kudu Pietro, Christian Fletcher, Akinbone that I can maybe lead into next year. You know, maybe, maybe this is a, maybe this is a team that in two seasons and then, you know, maybe we can cut some of the fat off of the, you know, obviously we won't have the, the anchor that is the, uh, the contract. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I would say I'm not like a hundred percent convinced of this, but I think I'm starting to believe in the idea that, Maybe he looks if this thing keeps going well, maybe he gives us another another world. I think it also will depend on what type of contract. I do not think the Everton situation. I think we've seen him be very, very smart about what his next decision is going to be. And I think if he makes a move is going to be a, to a club. If he makes a move to a championship club, it's going to be maybe one of those clubs that is teetering on that premiership, um, you know, making it to the premiership type of type of clubs like a Sunderland or a. Um, or you know maybe even a Swansea City I don't know <laughs> one of those clubs that battles oh god the, the top of the <laughs> that could happen I mean that could happen honestly. oh Ted put that into the world buddy man <laughs> but, imagine Twitter yeah but um but I think that would be the move to your Everton is going Everton is is they, there are people that say that relegation could actually like financially ruin Everton like they would potentially be. They would potentially like you're talking about like Sunderland like level sinking potentially from them um, if if they get relegated this year. So much is riding on them staying in the premiership. Um, so I, some of that probably is overblown, but I think that would be a poor situation for him to walk into. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. 
for uh, this episode of United 96. Uh, I think, guys, again, hey, I see some people here on our Patreon, by the way. Um, and if you guys, just so you know, if you guys have a, and I can tell who's a subscriber or not. I see RFK John there as a subscriber. Seems like a, a swell fellow. Um, yeah. you're on a Patreon, <laughs> if you're on a Patreon page, you can go up to the uh, Twitch. To, to the right? Twitch. Sorry, it's Twitch. You're right. Whoops, Patreon. Patreon's next. Go to Twitch. <laughs> you can actually use your uh, Amazon Prime subscription to give us some money and help us out on the show. So, And if you want to do that, you go to uh, manage your sub or gift a sub. Scroll to the bottom. Click the box that says use Prime sub. And there you go. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. You got to do it every month. But every time you jump in, you know, we're not expecting you to be every month. We know it's annoying. But when you join us for the live shows, maybe click that box. Help us help us out on the show. You can also go to patreon.com, patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Um, and you can give us the five dollar donation. You get the free extra show and uh, much more content to come. I promise you, it is coming. And this Friday, it's not my birthday, and I'm not sick, so you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get me at my best that I and I that I want to be doing it. So you're 100 percent best. 100. percent You've got a you've got a young with uh, you've that's got a true young kid. So do not put that out in the world that yeah. you're going to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, good point. Knock on wood. For now, I'm healthy. All right, folks, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, if you're on the live stream, stick around. We got Washington Spirit Talk coming up. Um, if you're on our podcast and you are not on our RFK Refugees Patreon feed, you're on the regular feed. Also, check that out, Kindred Spirits. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V dot com.